Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, on this Friday morning to the Rebel Report. Glad that you are with me. So, it's opening day. Baseball finally here. Hope uh, you can stay up with me. I'm doing the challenge. I'm going to try to stay up to the very end of that game today. I'm really looking forward to trying to stay up. And and besides, it's the only chance that we get to watch Ole Miss this weekend, so might as well try to take advantage of it. So if you are a night owl like me, uh, I'll be tweeting through it. So if you follow me on there, uh, we can can have some fun as it transitions from Friday to Saturday watching baseball. But I'm excited about baseball season, as, as all of you guys are. Opening day today. So glad you're here. Glad it's happening. Don't forget about basketball, though. Ole Miss has a very important basketball game tomorrow night. It is an absolute must win. You've heard that all week, I'm sure, already. We've talked about that on the radio show. It is a must win. Ole Miss must beat Missouri if they want to make the NCAA tournament. You cannot suffer a home loss to the Tigers. The path becomes a lot more difficult with a loss tomorrow. Luckily for Ole Miss, the very difficult stretch that they just went through is now over. Auburn, South Carolina, Kentucky, uh, just um, very difficult stretch, and they're past it, and the path to the NCAA tournament is, I think, very clear. We've talked about it before. Get to 10. Can they go 5-2 and two over the next seven? Uh, I think that answer is yes, but it has to start tomorrow night. Missouri, a very bad team. This is a an interesting test for Ole Miss, though. I expect the crowd to be quite good. I don't know if it's going to be as good as... Auburn and Mississippi State, but I, I do expect you guys to, to fill that place up and, and make it really loud and hostile. But you see sometimes in sports that you've especially seen it here right before the All-Star break with uh, with the NBA teams kind of playing down to their competition. The Bucks lost to the uh, hapless Memphis Grizzlies last night. You know, so it happens. But uh, if Ole Miss can stop this losing skid, and um, play well, like like recenter, play well, focus. Because as we talked about after the Kentucky game, they did everything right but make shots. They rebounded well. They defended pretty well considering how good Kentucky is offensively. They turned Kentucky over. If they can continue doing those things tomorrow night, then they're going to beat Missouri by 30. So we'll see if they can do it. It's a, a test of... Maybe maturity is the right word. Just, you know, it's a bad opponent. Uh, that they, they, you know, they're human beings. They watch film. They know how bad Missouri is. Although they've played some close games kind of lately. Missouri's very bad. And uh, and everybody knows it. So can they, can they lock in and play well knowing how important this game is despite the fact that the opponent that they are playing is one that is just simply not as good as them? Uh, we will have to see. We will talk about that uh tomorrow night so we'll do a, a post-game basketball recap as well 
Uh, I, depending on how I'm feeling after the baseball game tonight, we might do one of those as well because that's the only game, again, like I said, that we can watch this weekend. We will absolutely do a, a series recap and, and things like that coming up here uh, very soon. So be on the lookout for uh, for that. By the way, my name is Michael Borky. Please follow me on social media. I told you to be tweeting through it. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, wherever you get them. Just search Rebel Report in your favorite podcast app, and you can find me there. We did a live chat last night, just kind of rambling about just baseball things for 30, 45 minutes or so. So I'm going to bring that to you right now. Uh, so here's the, uh, the the typical Thursday live chat. These are going to get a lot more detailed, obviously, when games are starting to happen. So I'm looking forward to talking about that with you guys on the live chat here moving forward. But if you missed it, here that is for you now. After I tell you the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems, check them out online, absms.com. That's the website if you are in the market for office technology and your business is located anywhere in Mississippi, absms.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment, so you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and Advantage Business Systems will find a solution for you on me. For all of your office technology needs, Advantage Business Systems has you covered, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Bank with me at Priority One Bank. They make me their priority every time I go inside. Also, when I don't have to go inside, when I just need to manage my money, their online banking platform is a one-stop shop. I don't need multiple apps to do whatever I want to do with my money because Priority One Bank makes me their priority. Check them out today. 16 locations in Mississippi. All right, here that is. Live chat from last night. Just kind of rambling about baseball because why the heck not? Here that is for you now, and I'll talk to you a couple of times more this weekend. You all have a good weekend. Hopefully it goes well on both sport fronts, and we'll talk about them after they happen. See you then. For baseball, and and what we talked about a little bit on the radio show today, and I want to bring it to you guys and uh, and engage uh, with the live chat on this a little bit, is the concept of expectations. Because uh, to me, when I'm looking at, at Ole Miss, when I'm looking at Mississippi State, and especially Mississippi State, because their non-conference schedule, as we've talked about, is pretty awful. It is very not good. They play Southern Miss uh, one time, and so that's good because Southern Miss is good, usually, for sure. We'll see what they're like with a first-year head coach, but it's not a first-year head coach because he's been with the program, and they started doing this the uh, secession thing before last. Anyway, point being, otherwise, it's a pretty bad schedule. Ole Miss's non-conference schedule is a little bit more uh, more difficult. They have a ranked Iowa team coming to town in a couple of weeks, so that's uh, that's certainly something. But looking at the schedules, looking at the teams, programs, et cetera, et cetera, where they are today, the expectation that I have for these two teams is to make the postseason. Anything short of making the postseason would be a disappointment. Short of making the postseason in Starkville will lead to termination, not uh, the, the case in Oxford, although it would make things rather um, hostile and uncomfortable, but still, that um, that would happen uh, in Starkville. So anything short of making the tournament would be a disappointment, leading to termination at least for one. And of course, anything above that, I think, would be uh, a cherry on top. But that's the thing, right? That's what makes this conversation so so interesting and frustrating for some anyway, is should that be? There's a difference between what's rational, what's realistic, and what they 
what they should be. For these teams, these rosters coming off of the seasons that they had and the question marks that they have, just making the postseason, getting back into a regional, to me is realistic. It's fair. Anything above that is unrealistic. I've seen very little, but some uh, overhyping of these teams. And look, if they end up being right, if these people that are very, very high on these teams around here are right, then great. But they're not looking at it, with all due respect to them, with objective lenses. There are too many question marks to to think that, you know, hosting a regional is on, is on the table. Right now, th- th- it's not reasonable to think that. There's too many unknowns. If they do that, great. Uh, but should that be the case, and that was a, an interesting conversation, because especially when we brought it up for State, since Ole Miss is only one full season removed from winning a national championship, it was, you know, here we are sitting talking about in three years at Mississippi State, being at the bottom of the SEC, being at the bottom of the SEC, and just making the tournament, that is acceptable considering the investment into baseball and the program history and all that. That that seems wrong. And, you know, frankly, it does. Just getting to a regional as an expectation, while realistic this season, also... Um, doesn't match the investment and and attention that these programs get. It's a very interesting thing. But more importantly, I'm going to shut up now because I want to hear from you guys. What do you expect? Are you excited about the season? I'm excited about this season, frankly. I I think it's going to be very intriguing. That's the word I use uh, to describe this is intriguing. There's a lot of new pieces in Oxford. They had the number seven portal class, but, you know, the SEC is very different than Conference USA or the SOCON or even to some degree the ACC. So you're going to have some acclimating that needs to happen. I do like uh, the the talent anyway that Ole Miss has in their bullpen. I think we could look up a few weeks from now or a few months from now and think that they're pretty formidable in the pen. But a lot of new, uh, a lot of um, acclimating, a portal-heavy lineup. Will that work in baseball the way it's worked in football at Ole Miss? That's really, really interesting to me. And for Mississippi State, of course, Chris Limonis is on the hottest of hot seats. Can he salvage it? Made a really good hire at pitching coach. Didn't do a great job in the portal, but the the lineup should be able to hit. I like some of the pieces that Mississippi State has at the plate. They should be able to mash. Will they be able to pitch it well enough to make that matter? It's very interesting, although the non-conference schedule is not. But again, I'm done talking. It's time for you guys to have your input. I'm I'm really glad you're here. Thankful you're here. And let's talk baseball. You say you hate that you can't watch the Ole Miss Hawaii series. Yes, you can watch tomorrow's game and tomorrow only. That makes no sense to me. I, I don't understand it. Um, I mean, it's 2024. And if you have the capability of broadcasting one of your four games, why are you not doing the, the other three. I saw uh, somebody say somewhere, I can't remember where, where they mentioned like a, a women's basketball game is needed. Uh, the broadcast equipment is needed for the women's basketball game. That is not entirely uncommon for like these non-power schools uh, like a Hawaii. That's not uncommon, but does a women's basketball game take up two full days where you have three baseball games? It doesn't make sense to me. 
I mean, there are high schools that put on fully video streamed broadcasts for their games every single game. If they can do it, Hawaii can do it for four games. A little bit ridiculous to me, but yes, tomorrow's game for Ole Miss is the only game that you can watch. The other three uh, will be on the radio. I have bad news for you, though, Brandon. Uh, So it will not be Kellum. Kellum has got to call basketball. So that's how they work this out is football is priority until it's over. So if there's crossover basketball and football, if there's some kind of conflict, the the radio guys call the football game and they get a sub for basketball until it is clear. And it's the same thing here. So since Ole Miss has a basketball game on Saturday night, David Kellum will not be in Hawaii calling baseball. They put a, a fill in there. I would assume... It's either Eli or or Gary, and both of those guys do an exceptional job. So you'll still be treated, if it's one of those two, if it's Darby or uh, Savoy, then then you'll be treated to a really, really, really good broadcast. Quality, quality, quality broadcast. Um, But it won't be Kellum, because he'll be calling basketball uh, tomorrow. So how was Hawaii last year? Um, Not particularly good. Uh, I think they have a Japanese pitcher, though, that was a a really high-profile prospect in Japan. And you're you're going to see more uh, of these Asian players uh, instead of going through the pro ranks there. They're going to start coming to college here in the States. I read something about that earlier this week that you're going to see. Let me see if I can actually pull him up because I don't remember his name. H-A-W-A-I-I baseball roster. Um, By the way, I don't know if you guys knew this. Here's your little fun fact of the day. So Hawaii is a state. Hawaii is also a set of islands. The University of Hawaii is not on the island of Hawaii. That is a different island. It's on the island of Oahu. Here's your little fun fact of the day. So the University of Hawaii is not on the island called Hawaii in the Hawaiian Islands. I'm lame. Uh, Just... Uh, just ignore me sometimes. But yeah, I was reading about that earlier this week that these these Asian phenoms, it, it takes longer if they go through the pro ranks uh, for them to be able to play for American professional baseball. And so you're going to start seeing um, you're going to start seeing more guys uh, play college baseball uh, because you saw he's going to Stanford, I guess. Uh, that that elite, elite, elite prospect from Japan is going to Stanford to play. He considered Vanderbilt apparently as well. So let's see, sort by pitcher I'm, or by position. I'm delaying here, but I'm fairly certain that they have a uh, a, a high profile Japanese player. And so I'm just going to keep stalling until my computer will load this roster. I hate, absolutely hate the new uh, school websites. They take forever to load. They uh, the Interface is not particularly good. Let's see. Okay. I'm with the pitchers. Hawaii, Hawaii, California, California, California. They have a guy from Illinois. Good for him. Corey Ronan from Illinois. Good for him. Figuring out that, look, if you're going to play college baseball, go play in Hawaii, man. Good for him. Let's see. Um, California, California, Oahu. Colorado. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I may have just wasted five minutes of your time on this. Uh, there, no, there he is. There he is. He, oh, I'm not even going to try it. I'm going to share the screen, though, so you can see. 
Apparently, this dude is a stud. Itzuki Takimoto, 6'3", 200, utility player uh, from Japan. Let's see. Yeah, one of the top high school players in uh, Japan. 2022 perfect game. All, uh, no, no, never mind. Played for the Portland Pickles of the West Coast League in the summer of 2023. Yeah, apparently he's uh, he's a, a future phenom. So there you go. But no, not particularly good. Uh, Ole Miss should at least win three of these games if they're going to be uh, the kind of team that they should be this year. So excited baseball is back. 2024 will be a better year for Ole Miss and State, no doubt. We will not know about Mississippi State until the LSU series. I mean, if if you haven't looked at it yet, because I know there are uh, a lot of Ole Miss fans in here, if you haven't seen their non-conference schedule, this is a non-conference schedule that they put together to stack wins. And if they don't stack wins, they've got a lot of problems uh, on their hands, just to, to be honest with you. They've just got a ton, uh, a ton of issues if they can't stack wins. And here I am again with one of these team websites that's not loading properly because that they just, they don't, these are, they're awful. Um, so air force, uh, to open, they've got two with Austin P Georgia Southern who had a losing record a year ago, Mount St. Mary's Evansville. They have South Alabama and new Orleans in midweek. And then LSU that, that is what we're, we're, we're talking about here. And there's no road series. So it's Air Force at home. It's Austin P at home. It's Georgia Southern at home. Jackson State in for a midweek. Mount St. Mary's at home. Southern Miss and Pearl. Evansville at home. Those two games in Biloxi against South Alabama and New Orleans and then LSU. That is an awful, awful schedule. So, I mean, if they have five losses or so going into that LSU series, then we actually do know a lot about them in a bad way. But that is a schedule that it's required to stack wins on because it's it's that bad. Uh, Ole Miss, you know, it's a, a funky road trip. Big stadium, nice looking stadium, by the way, there at uh, at Hawaii, but not a particularly good team. It's uh, it's funny to think about, but it's true that that Iowa is going to come into Oxford for a baseball series, higher ranked, better ranked, however you want to phrase it. Then, uh, then Ole Miss is. That's um, that. That will be a good test for them. So they're obviously in Hawaii. We've got a high point next weekend, which you know, um, Little Rock and Missouri State in the midweek. But that Iowa series, March first, Friday, March first, will be uh, a really good test uh, for for Ole Miss. A really good test in the early season. That's a good Iowa team. Uh, they're going to come in and they're going to pitch it well, and, and they're going to. I mean, that's a good team. Morehead State. Louisiana Monroe in the midweek, and then South Carolina. I think I skipped a couple. I skipped Memphis, for example, Little Rock, Missouri State, but you get the gist. Um, Ole Miss will be tested more so than uh, than State this year. Tim Elko is getting a statue that will be revealed at the beginning of 2025. Um, I, I like it. I, I do because he what he did transcends uh, like the numbers and stuff like that. I do agree with something that Chase Parham put out there and created a lot of conversation around it, but I think most people agree with him uh, to, to be fully transparent. I think a lot of them do that. It shouldn't just be one guy. When you win the first championship as a program, 
it should all be memorialized in one large way, not just one guy. He's absolutely deserving, but you can't tell the story of that championship team with just that guy. I I do agree. I think it should be more intricate uh, than that. But, I mean, when you hit dingers on one ACL, then there you, you know, you get a statue. That's, uh, That's fine with me. You, you're not sure how good Hawaii was last year, but you remember the horrible season Ole Miss had, no doubt. Hard to forget. They released a hype video I saw uh, earlier where they straight up were like, last year sucked. It was really bad. It's it's inter- it's an interesting angle. I actually kind of like leaning into uh, coming up short of expectations. I like that. So more people in college sports should do that, frankly. Almost will sport a new uniform this season in baseball, their version of a cream uniform. Saw that. Uh, I do think that instead of the Blue Rebels across, it should be the UM logo in the chest instead of the the Rebels. But I got to see it. I got to see it on before I make a real judgment. Well, this is best case scenario is a two or three seed. Worst case, 10 to 12 wins in SEC play. I think worst case might be worse than that. But yeah, I, I mean, I think the right now with, with all the question marks, 13, seven, 13 and 17, 14, 16, so, somewhere in that neighborhood is where I think that they will end up in, in conference play. It's a very difficult conference, as you guys know. And there's just too much unknown. There's really just too much unknown for them. Good evening, Curtain Rod crew. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, Still there, unchanged. Although my son was playing with it earlier today, he was uh, watching the the trash truck uh, go by on uh, on Tuesday, and he was like holding on to the uh, to the curtain as he was watching the trash truck, and I was afraid it was going to fall, and then it would have been adjusted, but it didn't. It stayed put. So, Twister Two is coming this year. I actually liked the trailer. As long as it's a continuation, right? They're not remaking it. It's a continuation. So hopefully there's some throwbacks to the original, whether it be character ties or something like that. I'm okay with a continuation. I don't like the remake stuff. So you're a little early on these summer topics, though. But no, I'm with you. If it's a continuation like Top Gun, the, the most recent Top Gun, where it was continuing the story instead of remaking the story, I'm good. I'm in. I like Twister. I'll watch Twister 2. I'm in. Not as big of a fan of Planet of the Apes, though. So I'll, 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 let, you, I'll let you tell me how that is. Sucks Rivas and Elliott are out for a while. Hope a lot of the young freshman pitchers from last year can step up big time. Hopefully the transfers live up to the hype. And that's the thing, right? That That's the questions. Because for, for pitchers, it's largely it's the same guys that did not perform particularly well Last year. Now, in fairness, how many times has a pitcher as a freshman been the exact same his entire college career? Like, it doesn't happen. You should expect growth. And Mike Bianco generally gets a lot out of his pitchers. He has good pitchers. It's what he does. So uh, um, Quinn and Sonier can take a step forward. You should have a cautious expectation that they will take a step forward. But until we see it, we don't know. And when you look at their lineup, I mean, the the, the 
transfers in particular, elite-level players, at least a couple of them, at a lesser level. Can that translate to the SEC? For some guys, it works. Mississippi State has had success with a former Mercer transfer that, boom, acclimated right away and was good to go. Doesn't always happen that way. So there's just a lot of questions. But yes, Lane, to your point, Mike and the staff did a good job of flipping the roster. They did. They they did a really good job in the portal on paper. But um, it just we have to see it first before we know whether or not it will actually work. This is um, an interesting time. An interesting time for sure. You just want both teams to play well. The other will take care of itself. Four-game series is interesting. Curious to why it's four instead of three like normally. My guess would be since it's such a it's just a long trip, only playing three games to, to travel all that way, you want to kind of get your money's worth. And so playing that extra game probably helps them get their money's worth, would be my guess. I don't know that, but I would I would guess that that's the case. Send cross down there to cover the games. Cross one could be down there in no time. So what would be the flight from Atlanta, because there's no way you're from flight from flight from Atlanta to Hawaii is nine hours and forty four minutes. Not as bad as I thought it would be. Okay, that's not that bad. Yeah, Cross One can make it there. You might have to stop in California to to fill up gas, but other than that. Air Force has an All-American first baseman who hit 426 last year and has 55, uh, a 55-game on base streak coming into the season, and the guy behind him hit 21 home runs last year. Wow. Wow. So it wasn't a particularly great Arizona team, but um, – excuse me, Air Force team. But wow. So we'll see. I, I, I'm curious about the state's rotation as well. Um Dome being the Friday night guys, uh, interesting. I'll keep using that word because I'm uncreative. Uh, But keeping Gerangelo on Sunday was also uh, a bit of a surprise to me. You usually think of you know guys progressing from you know Sunday roll to moving up and moving up as they get older, but they're they're keeping him there. I wonder if that's going to last all season or uh, or not. I have never myself been to Hawaii. No, never been. I've been to uh, the Caribbean twice but uh never never gone out to hawaii they do take baseball very seriously in japan oh yeah they take sports it's an incredible sports culture it really is i mean i'm sure you guys saw it but if you didn't i mean did you see the uh the the article about shohei otani's decision where there's like an entire fleet of people that cover him full-time for publications and and companies in Japan that live in Los Angeles and their sole job is to cover Shohei Otani. It's like 40 people that live in Los Angeles and and covered the Angels, but just covered Shohei for Japanese outlets. And all of those people, they, they have families, they're married with kids and stuff like that. And all those people were worried that if Shohei went to Toronto or somewhere, that they would have to pick up and uproot their lives because their job is to cover Shohei, and that's it. 
But him staying in Los Angeles and signing with the Dodgers stopped them from having to do that. But that's how intense the sports culture there is. And it's like that in golf. It's if if Japan has a sports, a high level athlete, they support them in unbelievable ways. It's really really cool. College baseball is probably your favorite, close to football, but college baseball might be the best. Hey, man, uh, th- that's why we love this state, right? Because once football or once basketball ends, you know the content doesn't die around here. It's actually really nice to go into the summer. Uh, to have something to pay attention to and care about because you guys care and pay attention. You know, for me personally, it's basketball, though. I think meaningful basketball is incredible. Um, I do like college baseball. I do enjoy it. I love the atmospheres here, and I, and I, I love covering it. Don't get me wrong. But um, meaningful basketball just does things for me. The new college football game looks really good. Yes, it does. I'm excited about that. I, I really am. I'm looking forward to seeing the immense detail that they can now go into because they can engage and use the players. It's not just going to be wide receiver number seven. It's going to be whoever. You know, it's uh, it's cool. I'm looking forward to that. What's my opinion on the cream uniforms? I think I'm a little behind on messages, but. Uh, I think it would be better if it was the UM logo. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate the concept so far. I want to see what hat they're wearing with it, and I just have to see it in in uh, in person. I don't hate it as is. I just I want to see the full thing before I make it make it real decision. On paper, you like Gerangelo as a Sunday starter, where there's a larger strike zone and less pressure. A lot of potential for this young man. A lot of potential for him. I'm curious to see Jay if they're going to start using him or letting him do. The both sides thing. They didn't do that all that often last year. Because, and it's funny, Chris Lamone has pointed it out, and I guess I could have eventually gotten to this conclusion, but I'm glad he said it before anybody, uh, or before I talked about it or asked about it. Because people think that, you know, he can throw righty one day and then turn around and throw lefty the next day. And he said, not really. I mean, you could do that like in relief, but you can't start that way because pitching is not just doing this with one arm. It's a full body thing. It takes a lot out of you. And uh, so I'm glad it wasn't me that asked that. But yes, he is, uh, that the potential is through the roof. I am curious to see if they let him really use both sides consistently with the batter that he's facing or or, or do they continue to, to kind of do it a year ago. But they need him. They need him to be good for uh, for sure. Talking about movies, The Greatest Night, and Pop on Netflix is really good. I need to watch that. I've heard it's great. I have not. Is there a sophomore wall or is it a freshman wall in terms of a, uh, of a slump? That's a good question. It varies. It, it depends on the player. Some guys never hit those walls, uh, but uh, but some do. It it just truly is dependent on, on the individual player. There's no way to know until we see it. You ready to see Austin Simmons on the mound this weekend? Yeah, I am too. Absolutely. I mean, young kid got electric stuff from the left side. What I find fascinating is the fact that he and Walker Howard should be dueling it out in the spring. But since he's playing baseball, how much spring practice will he be able to do? Will he be able to participate 
uh, in the Grove Bowl because I don't expect to see much of Jackson Dart in the spring. I don't think you're going to see him much. Uh, they're really going to take it easy on him. He was really banged up at the end of last year, and I wouldn't expect at, at this point to really see him do much in, in the spring. So this would have been a really good opportunity to see those two guys kind of go head-to-head here, positioning for 2025, but also in case something happens to Dart, who is going to be that guy. And so if Simmons is playing baseball, then Walker Howard's going to, going to get all of those opportunities. And so that's advantage Howard for uh, for sure. But yeah. Getting mallets back is going to be huge. Yes. I, I really think that old Mrs. Bullpen might surprise some people. There's some talent there. Now they got to prove it like everything else. But I do think we there's a chance we're looking up a few weeks from now thinking that the uh, the bullpen is a strength for that team. You've been sucked into thinking that the state team will be good. No doubt about it. You're ready to be hurt again. Hey, man, there is nothing like the optimism right before the season begins. It's a great feeling because, because Tucker, your Bulldogs haven't lost a game yet. As far as you know, they're going to be awesome. They haven't lost yet, and the season starts tomorrow. So why not get really jacked up and excited about it? It was funny. You could hear the the disdain in Richard's voice today because Haydad was like, I mean, he was being Eeyore on the show today, just, oh, no, not going to be good. And, and I understand where he's coming from. Like, he, he's looking at it rationally he's he's doing what he should be doing uh quite frankly but it was cracking me up that Richard was like come on man give me a little something to to be excited about so no there's nothing like the day before the first game optimism and uh embrace it embrace it don't worry about getting hurt until the hurting comes you know thoughts on the state's uniforms reveal for this weekend and also the state script on the back of the hat uh the the more they use the state script the better uh, just keep using it. It is, it's, I, I like it a, a lot. I think that being the only state in the SEC, and yes, I know LSU, Louisiana State, but they go by LSU. Being the only state in the SEC is something they 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 are leaning into very clearly, and they should. My My problem with the uniforms is I don't think that they needed the silver piping around the script. If it was just white, if it was just white, I would like it a lot more than I do. It seems like the word mark is a little too thick for me. And Adidas did that with all of the baseball uniforms. That All of the word marks are a little too thick for me. If they thinned it out or got rid of the gray piping, I would like it a lot better. But I do really love the state script. I mean, it's the, the script is a very typical college logo. I mean, you, you see it with UCLA and Florida does it with Gators, obviously Ole Miss. It, you can't go wrong with script. You, you really can. And so I would just thin that out a little bit. and It would be good. Will they incorporate real tree for baseball? I don't think so. I haven't heard that. If they do, I don't know. I, I, I will be surprised if they do because I have not heard anything about that. Well, Modis was asked about forcing Drangelo to only throw from the right side. He said he was adamant about switch pitching, which could make for an awkward confrontation if Lamonis shuts him down from left, and I would love to know what the new pitching coach uh, thinks about the switch pitching. Yeah, Peyton Chatney went to TCU. Th- that that needed to happen. I don't think he was going to start for this team. He really just did not progress at the plate at all. Uh, kind of regressed some, and uh, yeah. 
off topic, but as a 24-year-old, naps are overrated every time you nap. However, if you, you get, you have a moderate headache afterwards. It's interesting. I love a good nap. So little man doesn't nap anymore, but on weekends, I still make him nap uh, so I can keep him up later. Uh, so we can play later into the night. So I don't have to fear about bedtime and stuff like that. Uh, so I'll, I'll take a nap when he does because, well, you know, what the hell else am I going to do? I, I mean, I get bored, so I might as well go take a nap. Um, I love it. You're crazy. I love it. I don't know if Forsyth will be starting at Oklahoma State. I don't know. I have not seen either one. You think the reason the Grays are on the script state is because it's going to be a road uniform? They are wearing the 85s maroon at home. Uh, Hunter, hey, Dad, teased something on the show about, and we never got to it today. Gosh dang it. We didn't get to it today. Um, and I wanted to, and I completely forgot, completely forgot to bring it up. Uh, you might be seeing some gray in the football uniforms. And by in the football uniforms, I mean on the football helmet. And by on the football helmet, I mean there is at least a rumor going around that the helmets are going to be gray. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if it's true or not, but that is a rumor that is uh, that is going around. So anyway, um, I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited about baseball. We'll do these. We'll do these um, Thursday and so, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, all throughout the season, like usual. So. Um, I'll be with you Sunday. I know Ole Miss will be playing Sunday night, but we're still going to do it. I mean, they'll have three games done. State series will be over. The rest of the SEC will have played. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll we'll do that regular on Sunday. We got basketball this weekend as well. Meaningful basketball this weekend to talk about. So uh, we'll be back on uh, on Sunday night as usual. But I'm excited. I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking baseball with you guys. Hopefully we get – back to winning around here because winning is just so much more fun than the alternative. So thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate you. Uh, please like the video, all that good stuff. I'm going to do some posts this weekend. Um, I'm going to record one tomorrow and then the other one probably sometime Saturday. So be on the lookout for those. You guys enjoy your baseball this weekend. Enjoy your basketball this weekend. And I'll see you Sunday night, Sunday night, 730. We'll talk some baseball then. Y'all be good. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.